Good evening and welcome to this shed session on International Women's Day. How exciting is that? So good. And to celebrate, I didn't know it would align the way it has, but it's perfect. We've got Emma Hunter with us and she's accompanied by Tom. I don't know if I can say your surname. I'm allowed to, am I? Yeah. Tom Bruce. <laughs> there you go. And it, it's just such a wonderful setup you've got here and wonderful music you've made. I've seen, I think I've seen you a couple of times, once at a fairly local gig, and it was just fantastic seeing the pair of you working together the way you do with the loops and the vocals and the percussive style drumming. It's, it's just magnificent. And I didn't think, as with the other bands I've had in the shed, I, I just never think I'd be able to be here with the band that I've seen live. And it's, it's just such an exciting experience and I feel really lucky. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? Pictures and treasures and the books that we read. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? Oh, thanks for having us. It, it is such a pleasure and I've enjoyed watching you set this all up and I'm sitting really close to a cymbal right by Tom's drum kit and that's another thing I never thought would ever happen that I'd get to sit so close to a drum kit. I feel, like I say, I feel very lucky. I feel the need to say though, it's not... The stripped down elements yeah. of a drum kit, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. The hi-hat, snare drum and one cymbal. But it still looks very impressive and it's sounding very lovely too. Emma, how are you? I'm I'm all right. <laughs> Am I allowed to do the whole? I've I've not been very well, so I might sing like a frog today. <laughs> you, you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you haven't been well. Are you? Yeah. Are you starting to feel a bit better? I'm I'm on the road. I'm on the road to recovery. So it's, it'll be really nice to sing again because we've you know we've tried a bit of singing. Well, I've tried a bit of singing. Tom's just sort of laughed at me. We had one practice which was quite funny where I just there was nothing coming out, so it was just the guitar and the drums. But yeah, you know. Climbing. And me miming, um, I felt very like I was channeling my inner RuPaul. So it was very drag race. So I like that. <laughs> Different sound, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is your instrument and you've got to look after it. And I suppose when a singer gets ill, that's danger. It's quite scary, actually. And you do then have to kind of make decisions. So I was, you know, meant to sing with uh, the marvellous Mr. Tiger Mendoza. And actually, it's like, oh, no, I really want to sing. But also, you, you're kind of aware that you can't damage it. So it's that, it's that fine line. Um, yeah, but it, it's, it's the sort of instrument that you have to take care of with honey and lemon rather than with a bit of lemon oil, you know. So, yeah. Well, I'm so glad you made it. And I've heard a little bit of your singing while you're warming up, and your voice sounds really good. Thanks. So. And and what have you done for International Women's Day? Have you marked it by anything? Have you gone out and bought a record? Have you listened to any great female musicians, artists? <laughs> Tyre, <laughs> em, em, Emma's handing the oh, mic over to Tom. Um, I, nothing in particular to mark it. I have been listening to Six Music all day, and they had a like a, a women's takeover. So all the artists were that they played were were women. And and it must have been a great show. I I oh, listened yeah. to I think it was Magic. I've I've moved over from Radio Six because sometimes there's things on there that 
aren't that relaxing, may I put it, and just a little bit obscure. And I've gone to magic just to get some easy listening going for a while. I, I get I get what you mean. Yeah, it was some of it can be very distracting when you're trying to work. I had it on very low volume in the background. Yeah, so I could barely, it was barely audible. We had this morning Madonna like a virgin, and I love love Madonna so much. And especially that album. I think the album's called Like a Virgin. I think it is. Good. And that song was on this morning, but my daughter, who's in primary school, was at the table and she was listening and she listens to the lyrics of songs. And I was waiting for her to ask me, what's a virgin? And it it just passed because it is such a great song. And I guess that kind of washed over her. But I remember hearing that when I was a kid and I was very intrigued. I, I couldn't kind of figure out what Madonna was singing about and then later on I, I figured it out but it's kind of metaphorical it's not you know it's as not too literal no no but yeah there were some great tunes coming on magic so yeah it was it was a good day <laughs> um I think I marked the day by being female <laughs> well done <laughs> um yeah but also I I I already sort of try to listen to a lot of female artists. Um, so <clears throat> I've been thinking a bit more about in my day job as a teacher, trying to in- introduce some of my kids to lots of female artists. Um, so people like Imogen Heap, um, St. Vincent, I, I, you know, be careful about what I introduce because she can be a bit sweary. They love Kate Bush, um, which is brilliant because I'm obsessed with her. Um, but yes, I love a bit of early Madonna. Like that, she was a massive influence on me when I was sort of eight, nine. The Immaculate Collection, yes. Um, but like Borderline, like really Ooh, borderline's amazing. Borderline's my favourite tune. Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, I love that um, one. Oh, and what's the what's the crazy for you? I think I had that on a tape and drove my parents insane playing that one over and over again in the car. Um, yeah, so love a bit of early Madonna. Good. <laughs> Well, I, I think that female artists in a band make the band much better. So Pixies, Kim Dill, Sonic Youth, Kim Gordon, and uh, the list goes on. Eurythmics, Annie Lennox, well, I guess that's her band. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I, I'm looking over at Ian and he's just shrugged. But um, Yola Tango is another sort of they've released a new album, female artists in there, Talking Heads. And... You know, I, I I love bands with female artists in them, and I'm so happy to have another band with a female artist lead singer today. And the last act we had was E.B., the one before this, and delighted to have her. And then before that was the Bobo and Kidkin. And I'm drawn to female artists. I think it makes a lovely combination in a in a band. So welcome and thank you. And I'm so looking forward to hearing your first tune. Thanks for having us. What what are we going to hear? It's Here I Go. Wonderful. And that's from your 2021 EP. Yes. (laughs) 2021. Are we 2023 now? It's not that long ago. It does. Well, it's it's a cracker. I love this tune. I've been listening to a lot of your music in the build-up to this. So it's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. 
sounded really good your voice sounds wonderful how does it feel does it feel a bit sore does it feel yes like does it oh no it's more that um it's weird like it it you feel like you just kind of got to run out of air yeah so then when you run out of air you lose control of the notes so it's that and like what you know when you're a singer like pitch is the most important thing to you so like the risk of it coming out wrong <laughs> is, it's not acceptable. <laughs> well, that was definitely acceptable. I Thank like you. That. It was great. <laughs> Sounded really good. Thank you. So that's um, of your 2021 EP called Here I Go. And I believe you've got a new single that's coming out on the 6th of March, is it? 16th. So next 16th. Thursday. Ah, 16th of March. We've already passed the 6th of March. Yes. I think. I've lost all track of time. Okay. 
So there, there was a six in there. Yeah. So 16th of March and your new single is called Mariah? Uh, Mariah? Do you know what? That's answered the whole, is that what the album should be called? <laughs> or the EP? It's called Marire. 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 So oh, it's an okay. Italian word. Um, and it's really cheery. It means to die slash fade. So that's the the Italian translation of to die. So I find it interesting because um, the direct translation of that word is literally die and fade. They're, they're seen as two together. So I thought that was quite an interesting sort of starting point. Yeah, that's a great word then. It covers to die and fade away. That's, that's pretty cool. That's nice. Yeah. But it is, when I saw it, I... I struggled to pronounce it. And then I watched your video teaser. I think you've got a thing on YouTube where there's a little yes, teaser Yes, we do. For that. Please subscribe, everybody. <laughs> and, and you've got a few more videos on there. And it's really fun. There's some great stuff on there. And you've recently, for the Morire. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Is that Morire. Morire. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I said. <laughs> you, you've been on the beach for that, I believe. And I could yes. see. Wh where was that? That was, um, we got on a plane and went to Los Angeles. No, we didn't. It didn't look like no, it. It looked no. a bit more gloomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we went to West Wittering. Um, Where's that? Oh, it's amazing. West Sussex. West Sussex. Yeah, it's one of Jamie Hyatt's favourite places. Everybody, um, the uh, the owner of Glasshouse Studios. Oh, he loves it. Okay. So it's it's. Closest beach. Yeah. Oxford. Do you want to say that again for the mic? The closest sandy beach to Oxford. And it's a really nice beach. It's like two hours. Just go there. On the, everyone, it's an advert for you all. Don't go on the A34. <laughs> straight down. Um, but because we kind of wanted to create this sense of... Um, so I'm going to go backwards. So basically, Marire is a story that is part of a whole load of other songs which kind of create this, this world for my imaginary character called Yolanda. So in this, this world, she's basically um, sort of somewhere in Latin America, Mexico, a bit obsessed with, somewhere around like the 1950s. So she's not real, but it was a really nice way of, if I had a character, I could kind of create these songs that I had in my brain that, you know, I'm fortunately not married to a murderer, you know, but Hero Go is about basically being in a relationship with someone who it turns out is a, you know, bit of a murdering shithead. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of where that came from. So Marire is part of that story where she's um, in love with this guy who basically is an alcoholic who... Shall I, shall I give away the end of the song? <laughs> sure. Everyone's desperate today. So basically, you know, he's, he chooses drink over her and that's, that's what that's about. So we kind of filmed it on the beach and we and we thought about like should we use a real snake and like we had all of these ideas about what we could do and trying to create like this dusk till dawn kind of like cd vibe and then actually we had a really long chat with matt trevor roper who is the amazing um sort of he, he's lots of things he's a director he's an amazing cameraman editor and he was like well hang on let's really work on the idea of what you know the narrative what is the narrative because i i love really lovely images and videos but you've, you've got to think more about what's the story that we're telling here um so that's what that's why going to the beach is like the idea of going to the final meeting point of these two and is it you know it's a bit of a make or break situation 
So that's the really long answer about filming it on West Wittering Beach. Well, it's very interesting and I'm glad you <laughs> shared that with us. I'm getting these insights into um, what happened in that little teaser part and I'm curious to see more. So when will the rest come out? That's on the 16th. 16th of March. We have to wait. Please subscribe. We will subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. And I've, I read somewhere that your music has creates cinematic soundscapes. And having listened and having heard this explanation you've given us now, it certainly does that. And interesting to hear you've got a narrative and a story that helps you write. And that also led me to read further. And I saw there's some kind of obsession with Peter Lynch. the David Lynch. David Lynch, not Peter Lynch. I don't know who that is. It must be someone. No, I'm sure he's da very nice. <laughs> David Lynch, sorry. <laughs> And he's a, a director, quite famous, done a few cult things. And there's one, what is it called? Twin Peaks? Peaks. Twin Pe you haven't seen Twin Peaks? I haven't seen <gasps> it. I know, I know. And everyone's gasping for breath here. But the, the beauty, haven't you? Just can't you and you're in the band. <laughs> Everyone, that was Tom saying that he has not yet seen Twin Peaks. <laughs> but you love uh, David Lynch? I do. Um I, th I think there's just something about the the way that he uses imagery is is really amazing. The music that he uses is just so evocative and he's really able to kind of juxtapose like some of the songs that he'll use in the background of really like horrific images that show like the worst of mankind with really cheesy, you know, like Blue Velvet. If you listen to that song on its own, quite cheesy, but in the context of some really awful things it it has this really amazing impact um so yeah i mean he's really dark but i think i mean i joke that i'm like a muppet on the outside but i think i at my core i must be a goth really because i i have this this sort of darkness i allow to come out in my music and i just don't let it out really in any other way if i can help it <laughs> um so i think that kind of you know, the sort of David Lynch's films and Twin Peaks, I've I just found it has had like a massive impact on my brain, I think. Great. So you get to channel that through your music and making these wonderful music videos. And I noticed the way you dress in the music videos, bright kind of flamenco style, not with the full on ruffles, but... There's definitely those reds and blacks and thank you for um, noticing. Looking, looking really great. I like the style that you can see floating through all of it, and you're definitely painting a picture for us. I think, yeah, that's the thing, and it's also so. I am really influenced by flamenco. I'm I'm lucky enough to have I've have Sephardi Jewish ancestry. I also have Ashkenazi um, ancestry, but the Sephardi um, influence that that sort of. It's, I think it's really visceral for me. So that idea of the kind of flamenco rhythms, that idea of the fact that people many, many years ago were kind of constantly having to move around um, and that blacksmithery is where flamenco is sort of, that's, that's where the two come together. That's where they like the hammering noises. Um, so it, I think it's almost some of the, you know, the chords and it's called the Phrygian scale, but all of that kind of stuff I think is a really visceral thing for me. So I, it, I try and bring elements of the flamenco in, but also whilst trying to be careful because, you know, I'm not a, a Mexican person. I'm 
I'm not officially a Spanish person, although in theory I could get a Spanish passport. Hey, um, you know, I'm not a flamenco dancer, but I love that, you know, side of things. So it, it's kind of having a, a taste of it whilst trying to also be quite culturally sensitive as well. Very interesting. Well, and, and I think you do a great job with it. I, th I think it's also got your own style for sure. And um, I, I've just really fallen for your music and those videos are great. So subscribe, go yeah. look, go check it out. And I can't wait till the 16th of March where I, I get to see the full thing. And the filmmaker who, who did that for you, I recognized because I, I saw some promotional thing on social media and it, I caught a glimpse of him and he did something at the community, Florence Park Community Center, a gig for Jack Goldstein. Yes, he did. Oh, weird thing. We listened to the audio of that on our way back from filming Marire at West Wittering. Oh, wow. So we listened to the, all of the whole audio of that. Yeah. I mean, what a show. That was wild. And it, the the filming I noticed going on and then I've seen it once I think they've released it once and I think Jack is a bit um, careful not to play it too much mm. and I, I, at least he may correct me I'm not sure but I look forward to them showing it us again and I got to see me standing there I thought oh, there I am because the kind of camera panned across but I recognized the videographer or artist who was doing that yeah so, so that's, that's cool Matt wow, Trevor Roper very but nice. he he absolutely loved doing that gig and was so proud of it and I think he could really feel the emotion coming from Jack and really wanted to feel like he did that justice so he tried loads of different techniques and you know, did a, he did a brilliant job of that. Yeah, it's a very good film. Uh, I love that, yeah. It would be really good to hear another song. If that's sure. Okay. I think we're going to do Snake.
Beautiful. Wow. And definitely paints a picture. I get like this image in my mind of a, a dusty desert with this snake. I don't know. I suppose every listener is going to conjure up their own image, but it certainly is cinematic and you've, you've made a, a wonderful soundscape. So true to your imagination and your creativity, it's all coming out. Oh, thank you. I watched a lot of Nick Rogue films as a kid. So he did um, Walkabout. And um, the man who fell to earth, because, you know, we haven't talked about my obsession with David Bowie yet. <laughs> um, and he was a cinematographer before he became a director. He did Don't Look Now as well. So he's like really, a really clever use of colour and space. And like the landscape became like an extra character in his films. And I think it's almost like I like when we when we kind of got together and started doing Emma Hunter, um, <laughs> a, a lot of it was about trying to deliberately conjure up those kind of images that had been sort of stuck in my brain. Because I love Ennio Morricone as well, who he he wrote a lot of the like classic spaghetti western. Um, you the know, good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. Wah, wah, wah. The Absolutely. mission, oh, which is he did do the mission. Yeah, the mission was one we did at and Dirty Harry. I yeah. think the mission was one we did at school. We did a thing called film studies. And the mission was one of those. And I remember Ennio Morricone from that. Mm. But yeah, you've, you, you've captured all of that and the, the colours. And uh, again, when you watch the videos, you can see that too. And I think it's probably got a lot of your input there. But we're in Oscars season, aren't we? Have Are you, you saying that you think we should have an Oscar? Well, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I, I, was, I was thinking, you, you obviously love film. Is there anything in there, this whole, there's, there's quite a few great films there that you feel is worthy of the Oscar? Do you know, we're in the middle of re renovating our house, so actually I really need to like swat up. <laughs> I'm slightly out of the loop. Te remind me of what some of the films. So I, I can only say the ones that I've watched. I mean, there, there's quite a few. They're all quiet on the Western Front. That is it's an amazing film. film. Have you seen, you've seen and that? And she, the woman that's produced that, do you want a little story about her? Yes, please. She was a triathlete. She had this idea that she wanted to redo All Quiet on the Western Front. And she wasn't a producer at all. And she got backing. Then the money disappeared. And she was like, okay, I could maybe do one more triathlon. And win if I win it, I get £10,000. And that's what I need. So she got back in the gym, won the triathlon. And then that, with that money, she was then able to kind of carry on and make that film. But that so she's like a massive. Uh, so International Women's Day, forgotten her name, but she's an amazing lady. Well, I need to look that up. That's a wonderful story. Yeah. It was obviously meant to be. And that film came to mind when we were talking about soundscapes and film, about the pictures and the imagery in there is just magnificent. And you can see... Like they capture sunset, for example, behind a tree, and it's just at that point where you see the rays of sun coming out from the silhouette. It's just beautiful. The whole thing's stunning. Mm. And there was another one called an animated one called The Sea Beast. 
That was a wonderful story. Oh, I think like I have seen that fairy one. Tale. That came out a while ago, I think. I think so. Yeah. And it, it's about uh, these hunters, beast hunters, and they, they go out and they're hunting these massive monsters in the sea. And this little girl meets up, or she wants, she's obsessed with the, the beast hunters, and she manages to stow away on one of their hunting ships. And then there's a big battle where they're fighting a beast and she gets caught up in it and her and one of the main hunters get ejected off the boat or they get thrown up by the beast. I don't know what happens. And they fall in the water and they manage to go to safety together. And then she turns this hunter and basically makes him realize that it's not worth it hunting these beasts. It's a beautiful story and it's got a lovely message mm. at the end. But yeah, I was just thinking of films when, <laughs> when yeah. you were talking about it. But there, there's a few good ones there. there. There's quite a few that I would like to watch that I just haven't managed. Yeah, um, there's plenty of time. What about I, you, Tom? <laughs> I, I really don't get around to watching that many films. Yeah. My knowledge mm. is severely like I've seen it all quite on the Western Front. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's a good one. I understand the imagery. It's amazing. It is, isn't it? And the pace of it is so perfect because it, you get time to actually look at those pictures on the screen. So it's a good one. What are we going to hear next? Nightingale. This is ins this is a uh, very much inspired by Twin Peaks. This one. Okay, I've I've got to watch Twin Peaks, watch and I will. Watch, watch the bad. old series and then the new one. Okay. Otherwise, the new one will make no sense. Okay, I'll, I'll. So I forgot to say that song "Snake" came off your EP called "Sunblood," yes. two thousand and nineteen, and that's a dark EP. Very nice. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, I like it. It's also available. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I secretly recorded that before I met Tom, but released it once we were together and then had something to go with it. Okay. If that made sense. I was like, there's no point. It's just a drop in the ocean otherwise. I'm aware I'm talking on the naughty mic. <laughs> That's the singing mic. That's okay. I like it that you call it the naughty mic. I need naughty one mic. of those.
Wow, that's really good. Nightingale. Love that tune. I love the sound of the guitar. Really good. And you've got a, a fancy looking Gretsch there. Is that a new one? I do. Oh, it is, yeah. It looks well. beautiful. S metallic silver, black plate on there. I don't know what all the, the parts are called, but it's oh, it's very lovely. It's shiny. Uh, this is basically the... Oh, we're playing on the main stage of truck, and if my trusty, non-shiny Gretsch breaks, I have to have a backup guitar. So um, it's technically my like-for-like, like, but this one's silver. Although I've got to say, my old one, I think, is slightly trustier on the old tuning. So oh, I don't know, you I know. I wonder why that is. Does it kind of mature or get better with age? I don't know what happens? I think so, like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably there's an element of that, that it kind of has to like settle into the neck. Um, but yeah, uh, I haven't named this one, actually. I normally name my guitars, but... I thought it was a silver surfer. Oh, is that what we've been calling? <laughs> <laughs> I that's what you were calling. Silver Surfer. I mean, that's fine. I do love a bit of surf music. So, you know, that makes sense. Like kind of, I was going to say Beach Boys, but that's not surf music, is it? Not it's really. It's just the name of the band. I think they just like surfing. <laughs> Who can blame them? No, um, sort of people like Dick Dale, like that. So he's the one that did Miss Olu. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. From yeah. Pulp Fiction. That, yeah. Yeah. And he's got, he had a really interesting background where he he sort of had influences of like the Phrygian scale so like he had some I'm going to get I'm going to get it wrong but a really interesting like there was some Jewish ancestry there was some kind of far eastern european ancestry going on and then that kind of influenced that sound when you listen to it you go oh yeah you know the do 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 do, do you go oh yeah i've heard that loads in lo lots of kind of like eastern european folk music but in this context it's like surf rock so, yeah, I'm a little bit obsessed with him as well. Wow, <laughs> as you can that's tell. so interesting. <laughs> and I love that you're channeling all these amazing artists and you're bringing it out in your own way through your music. It's just fantastic. And you mentioned you were on the main stage at Truck. Was that with your... Did, did we mention that? Did I, just I, mention I think that? It, it slipped out. Yeah. But were you with your band Amber State, I believe? Or was that Emma in the Emma Hunter? So, years ago, I did play with Amber State truck but last year we played on the main stage which was like that's amazing you know, properly amazing it was like the best half an hour ever wasn't it <laughs> yeah spectacular although the two hours before we were like <laughs> really scared okay it's just unbelievable to be able to stand on that stage and and look out and i just can't imagine i i enjoy watching live gigs so much and i'm always thinking I wonder how they feel. I wonder what it must be like. What is it like? Do you want to answer that or should I answer that? You go first. Okay. Um, the bit before is when you're really nervous and definitely like I can suffer from imposter syndrome. So the whole like, oh my God, who do you think you are? Of course you don't know what you're doing. Oh my God. What if you, f I like you go, what if I forget how to play the guitar? Or what if I forget all the work? You know, you have all of those things that you worry about. And then when you're on there and you and you you get going, it's a, if everything feels right, it's amazing, and you're you're kind of you have to be so. I mean, I have to be so focused with what I'm doing. I can't like start going, oh, am I going to have chips for dinner? Because I, you know, I'm going to lose it. So you're so hyper focused, and like you know, Tom's pretty busy on the kit. It's not like he's 
in a band practice we might slightly veer off and start thinking about chips but um <laughs> you know <laughs> you you have a you have most of the thoughts before and then the first song and then once you get the first song kind of out of the way you can then kind of open up to the space if that makes sense mm. and i think that's kind of how i manage it in my brain how how do you manage it tom uh i don't i think i was i was sort of in awe really because i grew up in the next village along to where truck was and i was going to truck since I was a teenager and I'd never played there before uh, and to like step out onto the main stage I was a bit overwhelmed at first but like Emma said you you get into it once you play that first mm. note or the first beat uh, you're just in that zone especially when it's a gig like like that but I I did manage to take a moment just to like look o- look out on, over the into the audience over the crowd and just to see the setting and just to take the moment in briefly. Mm. Mm. Magnificent. And do you get to meet the other artists in the backstage area? I really wanted to make best friends with Sam Fender, but he did not want to make best friends with me. <laughs> Where, why not? And I did it Khalees. It's 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 a really interesting thing. So I will make friends with anyone. Um but <laughs> so people kind of you have like your own what they called? What were the things called? Like, uh, dressing room. Dressing room. They area. Like, yeah. yeah. So we, we all had like our own little areas to go to and that was, that was cool. But I think if you were like a big ticket name, you were sectioned off, you know? So like Sam Fender had his own little garden, which is lovely. Didn't see him in it. But I think on the whole, if you're a big ticket, like you're going to just hide in your massive um, tour bus. Because I, I can imagine if you're like trying to be focused, the last thing you want is, you know, people going, hello, <laughs> <laughs> I really like you. Yeah. Have you got any milkshake? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, but you, you do meet some people. I think when we went kind of, we, we, we got to sort of see lots of other like local acts. So like when we went into like the BBC introducing tent, which is what the virgins and veterans stage that was really nice and there was a real sense of like camaraderie and in a way I, I was a bit like I just really wanted to see like Dave and and just be like hello people that we know because when we came off the stage that was like oh felt I felt really like oh I've done it now like this whole massive build up to it and then oh I've done it oh can I do it again now you know <laughs> you got a taste for it wow that must have been incredible oh yeah that's a good way to describe it you just want to go back on join the queue again, yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe you can have you what have you got lined up for the summer have you got any shows lined up or you've got your release of your new ep or the, yep. the new single that's on at, on the 16th is that a so sh- next thursday we have a gig at the jericho tavern um the saturday after we have a gig with um should we tell should we say who what we actually call them the cool people. <laughs> That's what I call them. With um, Divine Schism. And that is in the, what's it called? Common Ground? Common Ground Workspace. It's the old community yeah. all day festival thing. So that's very cool. So that's on Saturday. And we've got a gig in London. So if anyone is listening in London and they want to go to the Bedford in Balham uh, in May... I think it's the 18th. I might be making that up. It is, it is the 18th. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we've got 
we've got some sort of things lined up. Festival-wise, I don't know exactly. So we're waiting to hear back. Oh, good. Well, we're open to offers, anyone who's listening. <laughs> well, it, I'm sure you're going to get some offers because you've, you're making some wonderful music and, yeah, it would be great to see you up on the stage again a truck can you imagine or somewhere else who knows that would be yeah. good who knows yeah and you've recently done some work with ian who's with us or tiger mendoza you did a, a special single of a metallica cover and i heard you sing that and i did like it and you didn't look that happy to do it for some reason i'm not sure no i was really nervous <laughs> yeah. i didn't want to because it was like ian's baby i really didn't want to fuck it up so and then i felt really unprofessional having the words but everyone knows the words to that song and then i was like oh my god I, so like do you know that's the first time i've like performed with like words in my hand for like oh i don't know 100 years um so no i, I was happy to do it but i i just i was quite nervous and i didn't want to mess it up and you didn't mess it up it sounded Thanks. fantastic <laughs> i was having such a great night belting it out along with you and i did notice your phone there you reading lyrics but you see that quite often now you see people yeah. doing it and, and it doesn't matter it sounded great it, when i'm listening to music i generally close my eyes anyway i'll open them every now and then to see who's there and then i'll close them again but um it sounded check, check you're still in the same spot you were yeah sometimes <laughs> i've moved along who knows <laughs> But it, it was, it's such a great single and um, I'm always happy to have Ian with us doing the sound. He's here now and that was done for a, a really good cause for a charity and um, well done. It, it sounded Thanks. great and I love Metallica. I know Ian doesn't, <laughs> but I do. And I think you did it justice and justice for all. I think that is one of the oh, albums. Oh, thank you. It, it was, it was spot on and I, I bought the the song on Bandcamp and I've got it now and I'd, I'd love it on a record or a CD or something. It's still available, isn't it? You can, st you can still buy the song, everybody, and donate. On, uh, Ian, yeah, please tell us some more. I feel really bad. I normally start the podcast by saying I'm not here. So this feels very intrusive. But I will just say that if anybody does still want to download it, first of all, thank you very much, so much for doing it. Um, but yes, if anybody does still want to download it, you can technically download it 100% for free because I've taken the payment option off and that's cool. But by all means, uh, if you do want to still donate to Helen, uh, not Helen Douglas, but the, the hospice in Banbury, there is a link on the Bandcamp page. So please go do that. Uh, but yeah, now go and enjoy the single and grab it from, um, from the Bandcamp page. I'd, I'd recommend it. It's a, it's a wonderful song. It's Enter Sandman and you look it up by typing in on Bandcamp, Tiger Mendoza, and, yeah. and it's there. So good work on that. Well done. Thanks. So I, I'm just so keen to chat, and I think perhaps we should have another song, and then I've, I've, yeah. I've got a, a, a number of questions to go. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I'm not tiring you out, hopefully. Want to say a thing, Tom? No, I was going to take the mic from you. Oh, sorry.
That's wonderful. I love the intro to that. It's I can definitely get that spaghetti western type of sound with the whistling and the the kind of silences in between, and the amazing use of that loop. Can you explain how that works? Um, so I basically have a foot pedal, and hang on, I'm just going to take my ear out so that I can hear. Okay, I can hear me and I can hear you. Um, so I use. For those of you who are techie heads, I use an RC30. Um, and basically, the loops don't work without Tom and Tom's magic metronome. <laughs> so, so Tom feeds me a metronome in my ear so that then I can basically sort of start layering. So if that's not 
if you know if 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 everything isn't in the right place, it goes really wrong, and then the, the wrongness increases as the song goes on. <laughs> um, and basically, it's just about like having that control. With I mean, I'm really used to doing it, so I really love it. But um, I was having a chat with Mila Todd the other day, and she was like, "Oh, I just find it I'm like ah." Um, but for me, it I love I just love what it can do, and I love that I can like layer up the guitar and you know layer up vocals and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah you you appear very relaxed with it all, and by your feet there's a few pedals, and then there's a a board with lots of dials and knobs and <laughs> digital displays. And during the song, you casually went down there and tweaked something and you seem to do it really well. Yeah, so in that song, so basically the, the limitations of this are that you can't take a loop off. So you can, basically you can keep layering and layering, but if you do if you do one and you go, oh, I don't like it, then tough. So you you just sort of have to kind of be mindful and so like it depends on the venue that we're in as well so sometimes i might think right if i can't record this extra bit because it's going to start whomping so like if you're in like a really sort of small space um that doesn't have much soft furnishing in it it will and that will kind of increase so you have to be like mindful of stuff like that while you're using it um but that's so that's me delete, deleting like that first set, so that then I can use the loop and then start recording a fresh set of loops. Basically, it's really clever, really good. Wow! And going back to your first playing together or working together, that was March twenty nineteen. Yeah. And how did that all come about? Do you want to t say that story of the best day of your life? <laughs> he better say it was the best day of his life. <laughs> it was the best day of my life. Uh, no, it was a mutual friend, um, a next door neighbour, an old next door neighbour of my parents, knew I played the drums, uh, and he knew Emma, Mr. Stuart Boone. Shout out. Um, and he knew Emma was looking for a drummer, because Emma had been doing some solo stuff before, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Uh, but... One of the first things Emma said to me when I, we t I turned up for a practice was that she wanted a bigger sound to, to play live gigs, and I hope that's what I kind of bring. But yeah, it was it was challenging at first with the looper trying to trying to get it because we didn't have the metronome at first, and the loops do work; they're just not in time, and they get less and less in time as it goes along, and it's hard to drum along to. Yeah. And we didn't have the our in ear monitors at the time, so it's really hard for me to hear the stuff that's going more and more out of time to keep try to keep in time with that but we've evolved this up and as we've gone along and it's got better and easier mm. the in ears are the key in a lot of ways so when you when you build up the loops if you've got monitors in front of you it feeds into the mic so then that really kind of muddies the sound so like Tom's saying it's we've had to really evolve and improve the setup as we've gone along yeah, and it works. I think you you work really well together, and seeing you live is such a treat. And I know you comparing to other bands perhaps is not the best idea, but I have to say, not the sound. I guess it's such an obvious link. The White Stripes. So you know you got Jack White and and Meg White together just two two of them and they make such a full sound and that's the feeling i get from you it's like how's that possible 
but it's it's really full and it works well together i love it i, I love what you do it's 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 wonderful it's surprising because we've we've often um thought about like getting someone else in like someone on keyboards or synthesizers or or a bass guitar um but yeah i'm surprised as, as well as you at how full the sound sounds when it's just us two yeah it really works yeah. It, it's it's so good to hear and you started playing or you've played percussion in orchestras i believe yeah so my my mum is a music teacher she teaches the violin and she's encouraged both me and my brother to learn instruments from an early age i started off at the piano and i wasn't very good at it um and then i managed to convince mum to to let me have drum lessons because there were some going at school and that that kind of developed into having drum lessons and orchestral percussion lessons and um playing in youth or youth orchestras in in oxford uh and doing all the classical grades and stuff um so i yeah i can i can play i used to play in orchestras in brass bands as well it's all that kind of all that kind of stuff oh wow and i'm sure a lot of that comes through in your drumming which will make your drumming unique i think it has benefited us because uh i i guess i kind of have a more i try and be more percussive and sensitive to what emma i kind of listen to what emma uh is doing and try and adapt the drumming and um try different rhythms try different dynamics and um have a different kind of approach to your standard rock and roll i guess yeah it works really well such a unique sound it's very original and it it's great to hear and i'm i'm so lucky as i say i've said this a few times but to have you here in the shed playing this music and i just want to thank you and i appreciate it so much and it's just i wish you all the the very best for the summer and the release of your new single check it out if if you haven't i mean i know i'm not saying it to you to the people listening <laughs> you need to check it out obviously and i i yeah yeah go on there go on there <laughs> And there's, I, I believe you have one more song, which is from, which is probably your newest before the the next one. And before you play it, I think I'd just like to say goodbye and we will uh, play out with this song, unless I get something else that I want to say, but hopefully not. Un unless you want to say something at the end of it, that's fine, but it will be quite nice to kind of leave with that and... Also, I usually mention the weather. I don't know why I didn't mention it, but I was thinking this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that but it's been snowing. <laughs> yeah, snowing in March, and the the buds all coming out on the trees. The raspberry. I've got some raspberries out here, and the little green starts of the leaves are coming out. It's a really exciting time of year, especially once you're clawing your way out of a deep, dark winter. And it sounds bad. It wasn't that bad. But now we've got a bit of snow today and it's gone very, very cold again. But it is a full moon and it is International Women's Day and we've got Emma Hunter with us and I couldn't be happier. So thank you very much. Thank you for having us. We really wanted to come. Thank like, you. Oh, we really want to come and do a shed session. So thank you for oh, having us. Well, I'm so glad it worked out. It's it's just been such a nice evening, and I'll I'll keep it with me for for ages to come. And if I ever lose some of the memories, it will be recorded. It's there for exactly. us to keep and share. Um. So this last song is "Love Is Not a Choice," um, and this will be on our. We've released it as a single, but it will be available on our next EP. 
which will be released in 2059. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be loads of new effects you can add in by then. <laughs> Oh. 
Thank you so much. That was fantastic. One of my favorite songs. That's so good. And thanks again to to both of you for coming. And thank you, Alex, for doing the photos, which hopefully you'll be able to see on stuff on the internet or <laughs> wherever that goes. And thank you to Ian for doing the audio. It's it's just been wonderful being part of this creative process and making something together. And thanks for taking us on this ride. Thank you so much for having us. Like yeah. yeah, absolutely pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, we've had a fab time. So thank you. Thank you, boys, as well, for helping us and doing all of the marvellous things. And the fancy table that's new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just did a bit of spray painting and got it nice. But I hope you have a, a safe drive home. Hopefully it's not snowing too much. It's kind of slushy at the moment, but we'll get, we'll get there. Yeah, we can toboggan home. It's fine. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Thank you. Winding back the time clock We'll open up the strong box What's in your shit? What's in your shit? Pictures and treasures and the books that we read What's in your shit? What's in your shit?